Welcome to the Bring It Home Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera, and on this show, we talk about your life, your story, and your purpose. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. It's been a little while. (laughs) It's so good to be back. I have never taken such a long leave of absence from this show, but life warranted it and I just needed it and now I'm ready and I'm excited to move back into this. I've always had this thing like ever since I started the show, I was like, I never want to miss a week. And it was just this weird like goal that I had over my head that I was the only one that cared about. And so this was a little bit of a grand experiment for me to say, hey, can I actually like hold my shit together and not record a podcast for like a month? And I think it's it's probably been at least a month. It's probably been over a month since I've been a podcast. I've put a podcast episode out. I guess I haven't even looked. Uh, but anyway, great to be back with you. Excited to be back with you. Uh, some of the things that have gone on since the last time I recorded a podcast. Wait for it. My daughter got engaged. That's crazy. Congratulations, Macia and Dylan. Uh, I, my wife and I, we bought a piece of property on the Elk River up in Phillips, Wisconsin. We bought a couple of acres of land up there that we hope one day to live on. So uh, congratulations to us. And we we bought that. It was like a lifelong dream. I've wanted to have property on a river since I've been a little kid. And uh, it's crazy because it's the same river that I had that dream about. It's the same river that I always wanted to be on. It's like five miles down the road from where my parents live on the Elk River, which is the most sacred space in the world to me. If you've read the book, Bring It Home, you remember the chapter called Sacred Ground, where I talk about this little less than one acre plot of land that my parents own right on the Elk River. And now I own property like less than five miles down that exact same river. It's such a dream come true. And my daughter's getting married on it. So she got engaged and she's getting married on the property outdoor. It's just, oh my gosh, it's going to be like, so magical, like such a weird place to be in when your kid is getting married, but man, it's going to be so beautiful and so magical. And then on top of that, another dream that we've had as a family is to go on a trip to Europe. We were planning on doing it when my oldest, same, same, same kid, Macia, when she graduated high school, we were going to go on a trip to Europe together. The pandemic hit that same year, canceled the trip. Our finances went to the shitter, and now we're finally back at a place where we can do it. And so for Christmas, we gave Macy and Augie a gift of a trip to Europe. Oh, my gosh. And so in May, we're going to be going to France and Switzerland. So that is, that's been going on. That's why I haven't had time to podcast is because my mind is swimming with excitement, and I'm so, I'm so happy. Like it's The year's off to an incredible start, and I'm so excited. I'm just... I've never, I can't remember a year where I've been so excited than I am for 2024. I mean, this, it's been a, the last year was hard. Years leading up to it have been hard. It's like been a hard four or five years. And now it feels like, oh man, you just, you stayed with it. You were diligent. And here we are. Things seem to be breaking in the right direction. And I'm so excited. And I hope that you can relate. I hope that year 2024 is off to a great start. Hey, before we get started, with this podcast, which we're going to talk about purpose, by the way, which is a great topic for the beginning of the year, I think. And we're going to talk about it in a way that not a lot of people are talking about it. So stick with me. But before we get there, the book, Bring It Home, it's about a year old, a little over a year old. If you haven't read it, man, check it out. I had, I had a, a book group. It was a group out in California 
that used this book as part of their book club. It was so cool. It was the first time anybody, as, as far as I know, it's the first time someone has done that. And they invited me to be on a Zoom call with their book club. And it was so much fun. And it, what it did is it like reignited my love for the story of my life that I share in that book because I had so much fun doing it. I, it was hard, but I had so much fun like just died, re, rehashing, re-going through these stories, putting them out there in a way that I'm hopeful is helpful to anybody who reads it. So all that being said, if you haven't read the book yet, reach out to me either at um, hello at mattkinzera.com or hop on Amazon and grab a copy for yourself and just let me know what you think and, and, uh, give me your, give me your thoughts. I'd, I'd honestly love to know. And I'm thinking about doing some more work with this book in different ways. And so your input would really be appreciated as I consider doing that. Another thing that I'm thinking of doing, and I need, I need some Guinea pigs. I love and when I say love, I mean it is a great passion of mine. Public speaking, talking in front of people is something I love doing more than just about anything else. It's kind of neck and neck with playing music as well. And so as I move kind of into the second half of my career, what I want to do as a part of that is use this love and this gift for public speaking, which I've done my whole career. I still travel all over the country speaking. I do this podcast, you know, it's, it's, it's just something I've, I've, I was think I was doing, I was doing some, some rough math for somebody who was asking. And, and I think I've spoken to nearly half a million people in my career, <laughs> just a little bit trippy. So anyway, that's not to, to boast. That's just to say, like, I've got, I've got some experience. And so now I want to use that experience to help other people. I've seen a lot of people have passions, start organizations and companies and struggle because they just simply struggle to communicate what they're doing. And so I am looking to begin this, uh, the second half of a career concept of doing some public communications coaching. So some, some public speaking coaching, and I'm looking for two to four people who may think, Hey, that is something I could really use. And I'm offering it free of charge because I just want to try out some concepts. Okay. So if you're willing to be patient with me, I'm willing to be patient with wherever you are. Now, people that this might apply to, maybe you're a person that is going to re-enter or enter for the first time, the job field, and you want some help in an interview setting, because that's public speaking. You're speaking on behalf of yourself to a potential employer. And I have a really impressive, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why, but well, I do it. Like I've, I've thought about it, but there's been very few interviews that I've had that I haven't gotten. And I believe that is because my communication abilities and what I've learned just how to talk to people. So maybe that's you. Maybe you need help because you've got some interviews on the horizon. Maybe you're a person that is trying to launch their own speaking career. And like I said, I've talked to hundreds of thousands of people and I've learned some things along the way, not only just how to speak, but also how to find your audience. Uh, and I'd be happy to work with you to try to do that. Or maybe you're just in a space, whether that's the nonprofit world or the business world where you need to speak in front of a board of directors or a staff or a, a city council or a fundraising some, you know, uh, event or whatever, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. The, 
the ideas, the concepts are the same. And so reach out to me at hello at mattkinzera.com if you want to be a, a guinea pig for me as I begin the very first stages of launching a speaking coaching business. All right. Okay. Speaking of that, let's talk about purpose. As we go into a new year, you probably hear so many people talk about this idea of New Year's resolutions. You probably hear so many people talk about the idea of purpose and all like it just it just gets laid on thick in January. All of the podcasts that I usually listen to, like they were just riddled with like how to start the new year on the right foot, how to find your purpose, how to make New Year's resolutions that you can keep. And quite honestly, like I didn't listen to any of them because like that's I just I don't care. <laughs> like I don't I don't even I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore because it's so overdone. And so many people start New Year's resolutions and don't keep with them. And I might, you know, I don't want it to be a New Year's resolution. If I have something in my head in the middle of July. Like I'm just going to go for, I'm not going to wait till January. Right. And, and so I don't think like January is magical and starting a, a, you know, going after a dream. So this year I made zero new year's resolutions. I'm just going to stick with the goals that I have for my life that I've had for my life for a long time. And so you hear this idea of purpose all the time in the tagline of this podcast is the word purpose. And I know it's this weird word and I get that it's overdone and I get that some people are sick of it. And I also understand that a lot of us don't even understand what the word means because it's so overdone. So I want to talk about purpose in a way that I actually think it matters. A lot of times we think of the idea of purpose and it's all about what we're good at, right? And so Matt's good at public speaking. Matt has a lot of experience in the nonprofit world. Matt's a really good musician and he's got a degree in, in teaching. And so I'm thinking, okay, so your purpose must lie somewhere in that space. As I was growing up, I just assumed that my purpose had to do with my ability to play the drums and somehow that was going to be my purpose in this world. As I got into public speaking, I just naturally assumed that my purpose would somehow center around my ability to speak in front of crowds of people. And that's not wrong. That's not wrong at all. I do think like that is, uh, foundation is probably not the right word, but I do think that understanding what you are gifted at, what are understanding what you're talented at is maybe the first part of discovering what your purpose is. So with that said, what I want you to think, and, and I'm a, I'm a very, as you, if you've listened to the, listened to this podcast, you know, this, like I'm a person that faith matters a great deal to me, even though I think about faith in a wildly different way than a lot of people do. Faith is a big deal to me. And although I don't quite understand how or why this happens, we do, I believe we enter into this world with certain, mm, what's the right word, right? Because it's not really talents, but like certain abilities, certain unique abilities, maybe. Is that a fair way to say it? And I'm not saying like you're a baby and you can all automatically do some things. I'm just saying that you discover some things about yourself at a very young age and you find that you stand out because of those things. For me, one of the things that I discovered at a pretty early age is that I have like this freakish rhythm. 
Like I can do things rhythmically that most people cannot do. I would set up my parents' pots and pans and record it on a little cassette tape of me like playing the drums on these pots and pans before I even started playing the drums. And like I had rhythm. I'm this tall, skinny, white Polish guy who just happens to have a boatload of rhythm, right? I also was born into this world with a a voice that projects. You hear my voice now as a 47-year-old, but my voice was abnormally low and projecting when I was a kid. Like pre-puberty, I had a pretty big voice. (laughs) I didn't use it a lot, but I had it. And uh, the other thing that I learned even before I got to middle school was that I had this ability to make people laugh. I remember I was at like this camping sleepover with a group of friends and I came up with an impression of Ronald Reagan and like the whole place was rolling on the floor. And I don't, (laughs) I do impressions, but I have this ability to make people laugh. And so these things seem to be things that I never had to work too hard at. They just came naturally. That being said, I've worked really, really hard to hone in on them and make that craft, you know, allow myself to be more of an expert at the craft. I've put in tens of thousands, you know, so many thousands of hours in practicing the drums, so many hours in working on public speaking, hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. So I'm not saying that that is just like, you can just automatically do things because you're naturally gifted at it. You obviously have to work at those things to get at a place where you can use them in a coherent and meaningful way. So step one in this process to discovering your purpose, don't misunderstand me here. I'm not saying this is your purpose. I'm saying step one to finding your purpose is looking way back in your life and trying to decipher, okay, what were some of the things that you were born into this world with? Like there's some people who were born in this world with like huge personalities or just an, uh, an amazing ability to connect in social ways with other people. Other people were like born into this world with like extreme athleticism. You can do things that, you know, whether you're a dancer or whether you've, you know, done dance or whether you've been into sports or whatever, like athleticism is kind of your thing. Others of you, like school just always has come so easy to you or math or whatever. Like we come into this world with these abilities, right? So think about your life as early as you can and think about the things that just came very natural to you. And I would, I would argue that maybe you were born into this world with those things. All right. That doesn't mean you have to do anything with it. It's just, it's like acknowledging it. Now move yourself forward a little bit and try to see and try to think about, and this is kind of step two in moving towards what true purpose can look like is how have you built upon those things to become an expert or to become really good? What have you worked at? Because like I said, you could have been born with this innate ability and you haven't worked at it at all. And so you've never become really proficient at it. Like you could be really athletically gifted, but you never worked out or you never joined a sports team. And so, yeah, it might come natural to you, but you don't have any specificity in there. Like you don't have anything that you're uniquely good at. And that's fine, like to each their own. It doesn't matter if you did or didn't do that. But as you've grown up, what have you become a bit of an expert at? And everybody's an expert at something. You don't have to be an expert in a certain area that tends to get lifted up. Like I just happen to be really good at a couple of things 
that people tend to put a lot of attention on, whether that's music or speaking, like roles that are in front of people, right? But there's other people that are extremely gifted at things like hospitality. And so you're amazing when people come over to dinner. There's other people who are really, really gifted in this in like empathy like you're just a naturally empathetic person and you've spent a lot of time working with people who are struggling and so you've become an expert on how to connect with somebody when they're in a really hard situation it can be anything maybe you've become an expert in education or teaching uh, it, again this is your story and so you get to tell it but where have you worked to become on some level, an expert on something. And you get to term, determine what that is. Like nobody else gets to necessarily say that. Like, where do you feel really competent? Where do you feel like you could be in a conversation and you could lead that conversation because you know enough about it and you're good in that space. And all of us have something. There's nobody that's not competent in something. There's nobody that's not gifted in a certain space. All right. So again, First thing you have to think about is what were you naturally gifted at that just came really easy to you? And then what did you work at or what did you have a lot of experience at to get to a place where you feel like a bit of an expert or you have a, a high competency in that space? So that, that we're still not at your purpose yet, okay? That's not your purpose. That's just where you're an expert. Being an expert on something does not mean it's your purpose. It simply means that it's leading toward your purpose. A lot of people end at this point and they say, what you're good at, that's your purpose, period. And I would say, nope, nope, not at all. The final piece to this idea of finding your purpose is not what you're good at, it's how you use what you're good at. And I believe the only way it becomes truly your purpose is if you use that thing that you've worked to become good at, that natural thing that was always in you that you worked to become competent and good at and an expert at, the only time that becomes a purpose is when you use that to serve other people. If you use that to serve yourself and only yourself, I don't think that's purpose. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything like whatever, like use what you're good at to serve yourself. That's, that's fine. I use what I'm good at to serve myself, but I also try to use what I'm good at to serve other people. You know, it's, it should be a both and, but the purpose part of it is when you start serving other people. So there's people that I know, uh, I'll use an example. So my wife, Susie, is an extremely gifted singer. <laughs> I don't just say that because she's my wife. Like, she's stupid good. And most people who have seen her in a music sense have seen her in front of crowds. And in general, those crowds have been fairly large, hundreds or thousands even of people. And I've been really fortunate to, like, hang on to those coattails and ride along a little bit like I'm I'm her drummer right <laughs> so I'm her percussionist I'm her backup singer and so that's been really good for me because I've got you know if I didn't have her talent alongside me I wouldn't have had the musical opportunities that I've had I've had which is I'm I have no problem saying that right here's where the purpose point comes in not that she's done these performances in front of hundreds or thousands of people at a time 
But the thing that she does when nobody's looking is the thing that reveals the purpose. Because it's not about what she does, it's about how she does it. And I've also been with her when she's been singing songs from the 40s, 50s, and 60s to people who are in facilities because they have Alzheimer's. And people who have Alzheimer's, one of the things, I don't know if you know this or not, one of the last things to, to lose, if ever, in your memory is music. And so I've seen her with a group of, I mean, I've seen her with a group of like four or five people who have Alzheimer's and dementia and they're singing along with her and she gets zero glory for it, but she's using what she was naturally gifted at that she worked tireless, countless hours and gave up so much of her life to become an expert, to become a pro, to make most of her livelihood through her voice. She uses that to serve people who will never thank her. She uses that to serve people in a way that nobody else even knows she's doing it hardly other than a few people. And that can be what purpose looks like because it's not about what you're able to do. It's about why you do that thing. And if you do that thing to serve other people, then it can be the most beautiful purpose in the world. And it can come out of all sorts of spaces. Your purpose can show itself in the middle of great highs or great lows. I have a, a great friend. I, I speak on behalf of the organization that he started. He lost his daughter in the Columbine High School shooting back in 1999. This is the most amazing man in the world. And he actually used his hurt to discover his purpose in his life. And his purpose was actually to carry on his daughter's purpose. And he's allowed his daughter's story, Rachel Scott, he's allowed her story because of his heart for her and his desire to find his purpose. Um, he's allowed around 35 million people to hear his daughter's story, which is averted, I think, three school shootings and hundreds upon hundreds, even at this point, thousands upon thousands of suicide attempts. And, uh, and that came out of extreme hurt. That came out of losing his daughter. And so if purpose has this idea of using what you have to serve others, it can come out of any sort of space. It can come out of any situation. It can come out of any life. Doesn't matter if you came from a lot of means or not very many, you know, not, not much means at all. You can still have purpose and make a difference in this world because this applies to all of us equally. So often we think this idea of purpose means that you use this thing that you're good at to get yourself in the limelight or to make lots of money or to allow people to know who you are. And I would say quite the opposite. I would say a true sense of purpose is when you get to this point where you truly understand what you're great at. And then you decide, and this is the key, it's all about like choosing your purpose, I think. You decide to use what you're great at, not to serve yourself, but to serve the greater good. And that can look a million different ways. That could be like a tutor helping out a kid who's struggling in math at school. That could be somebody who's really great at empathy, just taking the time to sit with somebody who looks like they're hurting. That could be, like in Susie's case, a, a musician deciding to use their gifts to serve people who can't ever thank you. It could look like so many things in so many different ways. It could look like your deepest, darkest place. Like one of my friends who use, uses his, um, 
his history of struggling with sobriety to meet with people to help them stay sober. Like it, it can look so many different ways because he just happens to be an expert on being sober. Like it could be that. Like there's no, there's no grand equation to make this make sense. It's just all about using what you have to serve other people. And I think that's the most beautiful thing that we can possibly do with our lives. And it might not make you the most money. It might not make anybody know about you, but it'll give you the most sense of joy that you've, the, the greatest sense of joy that you've ever experienced in your whole life. I spent a lot of my life wanting it to be all about me when I was trying to be good at uh, playing music. I'll never forget my, my drum instructor saying that whatever room you walk into, you have to believe that you're the best. And because I respected him, I respected his advice and I decided to think that way. And thinking that way got me in a lot of doors. It got me to win a lot of auditions. It got me to, to play at a lot of cool places with a lot of amazing people, but it didn't bring me joy. It might've brought a little bit of happiness, but happiness and joy are very different things. And it certainly didn't give me a sense of purpose because all, if that was a purpose then purpose has everything to do with just serving myself. And that didn't feel all that great. And the end of the day. And then when I didn't get the audition, then I lost all that happiness. And I, I guess if that's purpose, then I lost all that sense of, of purpose as well. And then when I got good at public speaking, the same thing, like I just wanted to be the best. Like I wanted everybody to hear what I had to say. I wanted to get invited to all the biggest uh, events. And in a lot of ways, I, I did a lot of those things and it never felt all that great because, because I was just doing it for myself. And then at some point, and I don't know what point it was, I, like I just switched and I started wanting all of my life to be focused on serving others. And I, I did a lot of kind of radical things to try to do that. And I don't, Again, I don't know like necessarily what the turning point is, but it certainly is a, is a matter of faith. I think on some level it was me looking at the life of Jesus and seeing how he lived and what he stood for and wanting to emulate that. And the spaces I was in, whether that were in, whether those were religious spaces or whether those were music spaces or speaking spaces didn't feel uh, connected with the life of Jesus. That's probably where the turning point came, although I couldn't give you like a date or anything like that. Um, but then I got to like, there was a, a stage in my life where I was speaking to, there was, there was seven, eight, nine years of my life where the only people really that I was speaking to on a regular basis were people who were really struggling, like homeless people and poor people. And then the other group of people that I was speaking to on a regular basis were people who were incarcerated. And nobody knew I was doing that. Like so few people knew what I was doing, but I felt more purposed and more valued than I'd ever felt in my life. And now I get to this place where I speak to all these people all the time. And, and uh, unless I share a little bit, a bit of it with you or with people close to me, like people don't know and don't hear the stories of what I experience when I go out and speak to people because I, I don't care. I don't care that you know I don't care that anybody, I don't share it on social media. I don't share anything on social media. I don't put it on a website. I don't care. All I care about is that when I speak, that it matters to the people in front of me and it has the potential to make a difference in their lives. When I play music, the only thing that matters is that something, somebody who hears it, it, it means something to them. Because I'm at this place where I don't, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't need, I don't even want any accolades, I don't think anymore. 
I just want to feel valued. I want to feel purposed. And I know that when I use what I'm good at to serve other people, I go home at night and I feel alive and I feel thankful. And when I go out on the road and I speak, I don't ever come home and tell Susie or my kids or any man, like I never say, hey, man, I delivered the hell out of this part of this message that I gave, or this thing that I said was really smart and intuitive and thoughtful. Like I never do that. What I do is I come home and I say, you're never gonna believe what happened. This kid came up to me, this person came up to me, this this story came out of this. Like that's where the beauty comes out. And that's that's truly the only thing that that is 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 purposed in this life right and so as you move into the year of 2024 let's recalculate the way that we think about purpose and let's not think about it so much as just doing the thing that we're good at but let's look at it in a way of doing the thing that we're good at in a way that serves other people and I think that is truly how you'll find your purpose. Your purpose will be found in spaces where so few people likely see it. Your purpose can be found in spaces where you'll get very little thank yous and very little applause. Your purpose will be found in spaces uh, that you'll never expect. But when you see that what you do matters to somebody else, you'll never be the same again. When you see that what you do makes a difference in somebody's life, you'll never be the same again. When you understand that who you are can matter so much to another individual, can change their life, can change their reality, man, you'll never want anything else. I swear to God, you'll never want anything else. So as you move into 2024, be sure to think back about, hey, what, what was I born into this world kind of naturally gifted at? What did I work at to become an expert? And now, how can I use that thing to bless others? And I want to make sure that we don't make this any bigger than it has to be. Don't look for the big organization that you need to link arms with. Don't look for the, the thing you have to start. Like, don't worry about that. Purpose comes day in and day out. So use what you have today. And when you're done doing it today, use what you have tomorrow. And as you do that, opportunities to do that in other ways will happen or they won't. It doesn't matter. The point is just day by day, how are you going to use what you have to serve this world? And I also believe that if we all take that idea in the context of purpose, that this world will be such a better place. Because remember, it's not just about you using your purpose to serve others. It's other people using their purpose to serve you. And we've all been the on the receiving end of other people's purpose. And my God, doesn't that make you want to do the same for somebody else? It's been so great to be with you again. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited, a little, a little cautiously optimistic for next week's podcast. Um, you know, we talk a lot about faith. We talk a lot about purpose. We talk a lot about story on this show. Next week, I have a guest who was, and I would say still is very much a person of faith, 
but it's a bit of her story of walking away from God as opposed to walking toward God. And she actually found more of her own purpose by walking away from God more than walking toward God. And I'm cringing even after I'm saying it, but you got to listen because it's a beautiful interview. And so jump on next week. We'll put it on. And, uh, and again, I always welcome your input. I'd love to hear what you think your purpose is and how you've used your purpose to serve others so I can share that with other people on this podcast. But until next time, let's keep doing great things in this world. Let's keep serving one another and let's keep bringing this home. Let's keep finding our purpose and finding our story right in the center of who we've always been and who we always will be.